This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about this is a place. Thank you for listening to This Is A Place podcast. My name is Brandon, and i got to be quick. I'm joined with a guy who needs to hurry up because he's got a brawl in the parking lot scheduled for 3 o'clock. That's right. Me and Buddy, we're throwing fist at 3 o'clock in the parking lot. Good luck. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, I'm not backing you up on this one. <laughs> uh, that would make sense in a minute here when we get to our topic. But before we do... Let's talk about how life is right now. Life is good. Life is good. Mask mandate is slowly being lifted in most places. Mm-hmm. The Jazz are in the playoffs with yeah. the number one seed in the West. And this would be old news, but he just said he's not playing tonight. Yeah. So. That's okay. That's okay. Rest him up. But yeah, yeah. My my son going back to COVID came in the other day. He's like, Dad, I'm excited. I'm like, why? He says three things. One, school's almost out. Two, summer's almost here, which I think those go hand in hand. Yeah. And three, I've got a feeling that COVID's going to be gone by the end of the month. Like, the okay. end of June? By or by the end of May? I think it means the end of May when school gets out that COVID will be gone. Maybe he'll give another month. But I'm like, okay. We are slowly getting there back to normal for now. You so. know, it's looking like what, uh, I guess what... President Biden said that by 4th of July, right? I mean, we're getting pretty close to that. The Biden and uh, Governor Cox, and Cox said, you know, he's going to go in the parade without a mask on, right? So we'll see if that comes to be. And they even announced, um, a lot of cities are starting to announce they're doing their, you know, summer city celebrations, whatever they call those, like Taylorsville Days. So Neil Diamond's coming, Elvis Presley's Celine coming, Dion. Celine Dion. So... You know they wouldn't come out if uh, being as big of celebrities that they are. They Especially not Elvis. Not Elvis. Definitely would not be coming. If he has we're... bad health. Yes. A lot of people think he's dead, but he has... <laughs> he's just really old. What happened to that rumor? Like, when I was a kid growing up, there was even shows all the time. Like, no, it's... Conspiracy theory saying that he's not dead. Well, then it, then it flipped to Tupac. Flipped to Tupac. The Tupac's not dead. Now Michael Jackson isn't dead. Right. And now it's Jeffrey Epstein. That he's not dead? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I just saw the like headline saying that the security guards at the prison like lied. So hmm. they, they admitted to lying to get out of jail time. So they're going to testify for something I didn't read. You know me. I read headlines and that's about it. <laughs> so you leave that up to me. So if you don't get like... The this is why meat, I'm not backing you up in the fight. If you don't get the meat of the story in the headline, I don't know what's going on. So... Well, before we dive into our episode, I want to tell one quick story real quick. One has to do with um, one of the locations we visited already. So I got a bone to pick with them, but I got a funny story to tell you about my daughter. So she literally just turned 10 about a week ago. And so we're having her uh, birthday party over at Nicomania. And the morning of, it was going to be later in the afternoon, but the morning of... Um, I got dressed to, to go do a few errands for work, and it's Friday, so I wasn't really dressed up. I just had a t-shirt on. I have a t-shirt that's kind of a camouflage, but it says Maverick, you know, for Top Gun, right? It's one of the Top Gun shirts that they've 
sold in Walmart, even though Maverick never came out, or Top Gun 2, whatever you want to call it. So I came out of the, my room, and my daughter looks at me, and she goes, Dad, are you wearing that to my birthday party? <laughs> 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 and I started laughing so hard. I'm like, oh, that it hurt. I think then she thought, oh, I just hurt my dad's feelings. And then she started crying, but it has nothing to do with anything. But I think it's funny that she's 10 years old and she already cares about what dad's wearing out in public. So I'm a real dad now. Yep. I'm a real dad. You've been crowned. I've been crowned. So I'm like, she's 10 years old. I can only imagine what the next few years are going to hold when she's turning into a teenager. So my uh, other story is we're at uh, Nickelmania, and um, I've told I think I told in an episode that they have that machine with the coins that knock over the cards and the other coins and stuff like that, and you exchange for tickets. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz one. The Wizard of Oz one. So when you knock over a card, it's almost like a, a trading card type thing. It says on there, um, what do you call it? On the picture on the. On the machine that you can trade a card in for 50 tickets. Right. And there are seven different cards in the machine that you can collect. And the one when we went a year or so ago, my wife and I spent a whole bunch of money getting most of the cards. But there was one card that we didn't have. And I think it was Dorothy, Dorothy right? Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So one of the kids got Dorothy from her birthday party. He's like, hey, I'll trade you for one of your duplicates. We're like, great. So we have all seven cards. So here's my question to you, Brandon. How many tickets do you get per card? 50. 50. And then what does it say right here? I'm showing Brandon a picture of it. The Collect all seven character cards to receive a thousand ticket bonus. Okay. So wow. if you have seven cards. You, you get, get seven. You get, you get 50 tickets a card, right? Uh-huh. That's 350. Right. And then do you also get 1,000 tickets for the bonus? That's how I'd read that. Yeah, so you get 1350 right? I would think so. Yeah, so I went up, and they only put 1,000 on. So I went back and said, no, you guys messed up. You only put 1,000 bonus on there. And they're like, no, you only get 1,000 tickets. I'm like, no, that's not what it says. And then he's like, it's it's $1,000 bo- total. I said, it doesn't say that. It says bonus. I said, if your boss told you for Christmas you're getting a $1,000 bonus, you're not going to lose you your paycheck. Yeah, you don't lose your paycheck and get a $1,000 bonus and not get paid for your work. And he's like, oh, that's a good point. I see what you mean. I'm like, okay, now put my 350 extra tickets on my card. He's like, I can't. I'm like, what? And then he said, that's what we've been trained to do. I'm like, okay, great. I understand that you're probably limited on what you can do, but who do I talk to to get this resolved? He's like, well, I'm the manager. The people above me are like the owners, and I can't give out their information. So I'm like... Well, then you guys need to change your machine because that's like false advertising. Like it says thousand ticket bonus, not thousand tickets total or whatever, 650. So everybody needs to write in a nickel mania. They're <laughs> <laughs> all fit. It wasn't like that big of a deal, but it just like frustrates me when I feel like I've been deceived. So, so in this episode, we're finding out you've gone full dad. And you've gone full Karen. Full Karen. <laughs> but I'm not Karen. Let me for... speak to your manager. Oh, you're the manager? I need to speak to your manager. Yeah, exactly. But Karen usually complains about stuff that's not This is You weren't being unreasonable. That's no, not my point. No, I'm just saying. I just, want, I just want what's mine, right? Yeah. I just want what's mine. Okay. So, anyways. So, shame on you, Nickelmania. <laughs> We're not going to do another episode We're, there. We are going to take down our episode. 
and all that. I'm pretty sure they were super busy that day because of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing. Um, speaking of our episode, I think we messed up Salsa Liedos. Because we let everybody know about the Taco Tuesday, and guess what? What? It's gone. What? They're not doing all you can eat tacos anymore. I think we messed them up. We had so many of your listeners go over there, and they can't afford to do Taco Tuesday anymore. Oh, my god! Can you believe that? We keep ruining everything. So, we can't give you guys any more secrets and uh, codes or coupons. Whatever you want to call it. Deals. We can't let you guys know any more deals because it's, it's bankrupting all these companies with all of our listeners. All 12 of you. Running out there, getting your talk. No, no, no. We're at we're at fourteen now. I, I found out about a new listener. So yeah, 14, fourteen listeners. Yeah. Okay. Truth be told, it's not because of our listeners. I think it's because it's the price of meat has gone a little crazy. Or the yeah, chicken day. shortage and everything that's going on. Shortage on everything. So today for our episode, we had the privilege of speaking with John Smith from Everyone on Three Point Five, and Cool Stuff Utah is a web series, YouTube series that he does where he. Goes and explores places kind of like we do, cool things in Utah. So, yeah, like our, what we do, but in a video format, which is cool. And the thing I really like about his web series is that, um, especially for a guy with, like me with ADD, they're, they're really short, short and sweet and to the point. So you get a lot of facts in a short amount of time and you get a visual of what he's talking about. Let's dive back into, into Ogden High School with John Smith. So we have uh, John Smith Correct. here with us from the Arrow 103.5 Classic Rock. It's kind of crazy nowadays what they're calling Classic Rock, but um, we'll talk to th- about that in a minute. But John, do you want to do a quick intro of who you are and what you've been doing? Yeah, man. No, so first off, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm a fan of the podcast, so uh love uh love what you guys are doing i love uh i love stuff going on uh here in utah so so yeah my name's john smith uh that's that's me uh radio dj in uh, salt lake for about 24 years now it's been a while been a minute and recently started a uh online series called cool stuff in utah which um the whole purpose of that like the whole idea came about when i was with a different radio station i was with x96 for a long time uh and now i'm with 103.5 the arrow uh and we kind of had this idea back and forth of you know every time you hear about history in utah it's always uh you know pioneers and like religious stuff and there's a whole lot of stuff you know nothing against that that's a big part of our history but there's a whole lot of stuff about utah's history that just kind of never gets told like uh, that you never hear a lot about. And, um, you know, like I, I just listened to your episode where you had uh, Chris Provost on talking about Disneyland and how you guys talk about how when you're going through Disneyland, you're always like, oh, hey, this guy built the Matterhorn and this guy did this. And that's kind of me. Every time I go anywhere with anybody in Utah, it's like, oh, hey, that building dumb to this. And, oh, this high school opened here and it was, you know, this. And, and people just stopped riding in cars with me. So the the cool stuff series started during the pandemic uh, when I had the entire Triad Center building to myself. Uh, if you're listening and you don't know what the Triad Center is, that's where like KSL TV and KSL News Radio and 
uh, the radio station that I work at, we're all out of the triad center. So there were like five of us in the building uh, through most of 2020. And so I just started snooping around, uh, just kind of like started crawling through doors and kind of seeing what I could find out. And it turns out that building itself has a really cool history. Um, it was like it, when it was first designed in the mid 1980s, it was going to be like the tallest building in Utah. It was going to be the most expensive building ever built uh, in the state. It was going to be like 40 stories tall. And then like two years later, the owner went bankrupt and it never got finished. So there's a whole lot of unfinished parts of it. There's like a bridge that leads to nowhere. There's a half built parking structure that's still in the middle of downtown that people drive past parts of it every day and they don't even realize what it is. They just kind of look at it like it's just a normal part of history. So that was the first episode, the pilot and since turned into a thing where we're getting like a hundred thousand views per video. It's great. It's awesome. That was actually one of the topics I wanted was considering doing with you was since you work there was a try right. center. So we might have to do a future episode and bring you back on for that. Yeah, sure. So how did you get into uh radio DJing? It's kind of one of those things where everybody kind of knew what I was going to do before I did. Um, uh, my older brother uh, was a radio DJ here in town for a long time. And uh, I was always really into music and always into like doing funny voices and cracking jokes. And uh, everybody was kind of like, oh, well, we know what you're going to do. And I was like, no, man, I'm going to be a cop or I'm going to be a, I'm going to join the <laughs> army or I'm going to. No, I ended up doing what everybody knew I was going to do. And uh, it's kind of one of those things like I've, I've tried doing other things at the same time. Uh, like I'm a part-time firefighter uh, in addition to being a DJ um, I've worked for the government doing random things here and there, but, uh, radio is just my calling. It's just what I always end up doing. It's, it's, uh, what I love doing more than anything. So, well, so the topic that you're helping us cover today is your most recent video that you did, which is Ogden high school. Worked out pretty well because we recently made a field trip up to Ogden, decided to hit a couple of places up there because, you know, like we just said we're here in the Salt Lake Valley and tend to do things around here because it's easy and um, convenient for us. But thought we should give Ogden a little bit of some exposure. And you, as Nate mentioned, you just did a, a video on Ogden High School and explored the history there. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that it's, it's the same thing for me where it's like, Hey, you should just call this cool stuff in Salt Lake. Cause you don't do anything. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't understand. I've got all these plans, man. You can't be confined. It's all close to my house and I'm lazy. So <laughs> <laughs> guilty. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's happened on multiple occasions. Like, where should we go? Let's go here. It's cool. It's close. <laughs> and we put out, you know, we put out a new episode every other week. Uh, and so it's kind of like, oh, what are we doing next week? Uh, I don't know. Let's go do Hobbitville. And then it's like, oh, it's right there. Cool. Um, uh, but my producer, she went to Ogden High School and she's like, no, I, she's like, I know the principal. I can get you in the secret tunnels. I can get you on the roof. And she started telling me the history of it. And I'm like, okay, I've, I've got to go up and check this out. And so we filmed uh, three episodes while we were up there. We did Union Station, uh, the Ogden Tunnels, and Ogden High School. We did them all in the same day. So the other two will be out uh, later on the summer. 
but we made a whole, you know, we we called it we called it Biggity O Day because we were up in the the you know the Big O uh, for like I think twelve hours. We did a twelve hour shoot. We were in Ogden High School for six hours wow. to make a five minute video. Wow, <laughs> there's just so much to see and do. Um, but it's it's got such a unique history to it. It was it was built in 1937. Uh, during the Great Depression, the government decided they were going to spend a million dollars to build a high school in Utah when most families in the country were surviving on less than $50 a month in wages. You know, So everybody was like, why are you spending this much money to build a high school in Ogden of all places? And what it was, it was part of uh, President Roosevelt to to put people back to work and so uh they spent all this money building marble hallways and gold leaf in the auditorium and this art deco uh uh motif on the outside and the guy that they got to design it uh worked for uh hodson and mcclanahan which uh he was an understudy of flank frank lloyd wright um so it's got a lot of um similarities to of all things the empire state building um like the uh, the wall sconces and the the stonework are all very similar to the Empire State Building in you know in New York City and then in Ogden of you know it's it's just this weird um, comparison that that people kind of forgot over time and then you know the school itself kind of fell into disrepair and you know they they kind of added some things onto it in the 50s and then they built like some some fallout shelters during the duck and cover era and then they didn't really do anything to it for like a really long time and then all of a sudden it was like well we can spend 50 million dollars on a new high school or we can spend 50 million dollars to renovate this historic building and thankfully uh the school district in the city decided they were going to invest in in history which, as you know, in the state of Utah is not hardly ever the case. You know, finding something in Utah that's more than 30 years old is is a trick sometimes. Um, and, you know, that, that project ended up running over budget. They ended up spending almost $90 million uh, by the time it was renovated in 2018. But, man, what a, what a cool experience it is kind of snooping through there and seeing uh, not just you know, how well preserved uh, everything is, but seeing kind of some of the, the hidden facts about it uh, as well. Like high school students marching around a hallway with marble floors. It's just, it's crazy to think about. I thought it was interesting. You pointed out that the high school students revere their high school and show a lot of respect for it and its history. And I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't feel like I treated my high school with anything like that. But you kind of have to when you're in, man, just looking at the outside, you know that the high school is something special. Completely, right? I think it was a rite of passage on the west side. Like one out of three students at Taylorsville has tried to burn that building down. At some <laughs> <point>. <laughs> I'm not one of them, but, uh, you know, to see, you know, almost unanimously, even the even the burnout kids are like, no, man, Ogden's cool. We take care of our school. Yeah, that's neat. I mean, it's probably well. I think the oldest high school in Utah is West High School that's still operating, Correct. right? But uh, Ogden kind—I of, don't know if you remember the old Jordan High School in Sandy. 
that's what the Ogden High School kind of reminds me of how old it was. But like you said, they don't usually renovate. They usually knock down and rebuild, right? Which they're doing right now with my high school. I went to Hillcrest High School and yesterday, which was Saturday, was the last day you could walk through the old high school. And that's going to be knocked down. But it wasn't even close to the age of Ogden High School, even though it was old. But not even it close. seems like whenever whenever somebody tries to save an old high school, like when they tried to save Granite High School or when they tried to preserve a lot of the portions of East High School or even South High School, which they ended up preserving the the building portion of it, but most everything on the inside was completely lost. Um, you know, this one, they actually, they they really did preserve it, which I thought was really cool. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. And I think they've had some return on investment since they've had so many people try to come in and film movies at the high school. You pointed out in your video, three o'clock high. Classic. Yeah. Which it is three o'clock right now when we're filming. (laughs) Shouldn't there be a fight going on in the back of the parking lot right now? School's not in session right oh, now. Okay. Got some brass knuckles. You're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie, John? Three o'clock high. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. I remember, uh, uh, you know, like I'm a kid of the eighties, man. So mm-hmm. we had basic cable in my house growing up. I was, I was one of the fortunate ones and that was just one of those movies. that was on all summer long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was like, kind of my you thought turn too. on HBO in the mid eighties and you just kind of watched it from whatever point it was. Or even like the, the public television, like channel, 13 or five or whatever be playing it on saturdays right because it was probably you'd see the edited for television version yeah (laughs) (laughs) the one that i didn't realize and of course disney won't say it's true or not but was the onward one if you put them side by side it looks like the same high school oh no doubt right they're like oh no these windows are different yeah they're upside down (laughs) (laughs) i found some others though there was also a movie called drive me crazy don't look under the bed, another Disney movie. So they've already been there before. So they're not, they're aware of the high school. But most recently, they also did a YouTube series there called Youth and Consequences. And I didn't really watch for the content. I just was kind of skipping through it all to see the high school. But they've got like the tables with the tiger on it, all sorts of great oh, shots of the that. school. Cool. And then in, for the next upcoming, I guess, high school musical, Ogden is being portrayed as North High School, who's East High School's rivals. So that's the, they're the bad kids. Getting ready to film a portion of that in the auditorium while we were there. Uh, oh, cool! The the Disney High School High School Musical, the musical, the series two. So yeah, they were they were working on that while we were there, which was pretty cool to see uh, some of the Disney cats on the back end. But that's cool that you got to spend so long there. Like the tunnels, that's always a fun thing to. I feel like we had the, the, what do you call it? Like the legend that there was tunnels in my high school, but I never saw them or got to go into them. What was that like? It was sketchy, dude. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, we're, 
we filmed 24 episodes. This one's we've aired 16 so far, and we've we've been in some sketchy places, um, like going in tunnels underneath Salt Lake City and going in the the Ogden tunnels that go underneath the freeway and stuff like that. And you know they're always filled with spiders and and uh, and mud and dirt and but and and there's just something inherently creepy about going into a place that is rarely if ever used right it's always kind of that eerie cold musty scent there's think there's gonna be a killer clown down there maybe yeah you know there's yeah (laughs) come on down georgie do you see Um, a red balloon (laughs) (laughs) and that was the weird thing about ogden is that it's it's built on the water table right at the base of the mountain so they were filled with water uh and they were like oh yeah so so be careful because all of the runoff from the snow fills the fills the tunnels and so like these kids are going to school every day unknowing that there's tunnels underneath their school that there's like there's like three four feet of water and sludge that's just kind of flowing on its way to the to the great salt lake uh it, it was kind of eerie right so you can kind of see uh in the video um we're kind of snooping around and i'm like okay when when you get in there and there were portions of it where, where the cameraman was like, oh, hell no, I'm not going there. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to get muddy, so I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And so we, we kind of put the camera in there. And so there were, I think this was the first episode we filmed where none of us would go all the way into a specific area. Um, even like when we did Fort Douglas or the old mill, uh, there was nowhere that we wouldn't dare go uh, because you know we're not you know it's not a ghost hunting show we're not really scared of anything we just didn't want to get dirty <laughs> oh <laughs> don't blame me there well speaking of ghost is there any urban legends or anything that you learned of of high of ogden high school or anything like that or they claim it's haunted uh as as any old building is now i'm you know admittedly i'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to ghosts uh but there's people that claim uh, that there's uh, a student who was electrocuted at some point in the in the 40s, 50s, or 60s, depending on who you ask. Uh, Sounds legit. They roam the uh, they roam the halls outside the auditorium, and then of course you can't have an old high school without a creepy janitor story, right? Uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. He was a he was a high school janitor. There was a high school janitor who was wrongly accused of wrongdoing. And after he was either put to death or died of natural causes or whatever, his ghost now comes back to torment the staff of the school in the off hours. So teachers, when they're grading papers or, uh, you know, when the administration is roaming the halls before or after school, they see or hear, you know, uh, like Clem or whatever his name is, the old janitor who's going to come and, and haunt you. Of course, it's the students that hear about this. It's not the administration. No, you. of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here, I will say this. We did talk to one of the uh, the librarian of the school. And one of the cool things about Ogden that I've never seen, even at uh, West or East High, is that they keep all of the student records on site. You know, everywhere in Salt Lake County, um, they transfer theirs to the, to the state archives. Uh, Ogden keeps all of their student records and yearbooks and everything at the school so ogden high the first ogden high school was 1890 and it was on the second floor of city hall 
And the first Ogden High School was built in 1909. And that was there until 1937 when the current Ogden High School opened. So in the library of this Ogden High School, you have all of the records and blueprints and everything just kind of kept in the library. More than a hundred years of student history just out in the open, just the librarian who takes care of all this stuff. She insisted that the building is haunted and she's been the librarian there since the 1980s. It's gotta be legit. Yeah. She's the authority. <laughs> I mean, she would know, right? She's there more than anybody. But not haunted enough that it scared her away yet. Yeah, she's she's there to tell the li- to to tell the library ghost to shh until she becomes the ghost. Like, uh, like the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Right? Ghostbusters? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, we got Memorial Day coming up, and I thought something that was cool in your video is that they have a little plaque right in the in the hallway for those who served in World War II. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so like I said, I mean, we were there for several hours. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that didn't make it in, into the video. Uh, the cool thing about that plaque is that they took uh, day after Pearl Harbor, um, an army, Navy and a Marine recruiter all came to the high school and they pretty much took everybody who was uh, either 17 or would lie about their age and could look 17 and basically enlisted them in the armed services. Some of them went right away. Some of them dropped out of school and went right away. Some of them stayed for a few more weeks, uh, but then left. But a lot of the class of 1941 and what would have been the class of 1942 and 43 didn't graduate. You know, they, they went to go fight the war. Uh, and so they, they, they left school. They, they never got their diploma. So most of them were given honorary diplomas uh, in the 1980s and the 1990s. And the most recent one was in 2016. Um, and he's still alive. He's still with us. Uh, and so we got to see his name on that plaque. But I think there's like 44 names on that plaque. Um, but directly across from that, um, facing that one, is another plaque from World War I. Um, oh, wow. And kind of the same thing. Uh, only in this case, it was people who they didn't send a recruiter to the school. These are people who left to fight in the great war, um, on their own and, and died over there. They weren't able to, to graduate. And so you've got, uh, you know, one, one generation from, from 1917 looking over to another generation from 1942, it's pretty, um, humbling to look at. You know, you think about everything that we've been through in 2020, it's nothing compared to what the the generations before. Uh, sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you think about, you know, the school being built during the Great Depression and then, uh, you know, students moved over there from World War One uh, and then the students from World War Two, And then you go through the library and you see yearbooks with pictures of peace rallies from from the from the 1960s and anti-Vietnam rallies and then even like the 1950s you know anti-communist scares uh you know during during the red scare the cold war era and you see about all these things that the previous generations have gone through and then you think about man kids my age haven't been through anything (laughs) you know we can go through one year of lockdown after everything that all these other generations that have all been to that same high school have been through. It's kind of, kind of humbling to look at all that history in, uh, in one building. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, you bring that up that you, that was one thing that didn't make in the video. What other things from the video didn't quite make the cut, but you found really interesting? There was a lot of stuff in the auditorium that didn't make the video that I wish we had room for because that auditorium was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it was something you'd see on Broadway or on a really nice cruise ship, or, I mean, it was absolutely breathtaking. And I think the reason that we left it out was the video and the stills that we used just didn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we, we kind of chopped it for time. Uh, but the, the, the amount of gold leaf in there is second in the state only to a Bravanel hall, uh, you know, and that's absolutely stunning. And then on the, uh, the centerpiece above the stage, uh, the original architects all signed their name in pencils. Um, and you can't see it with the naked eye, but uh, with our zoom lens, we were able to kind of zoom in and see some of the original signatures from the 1930s of the people who designed and built uh, the school. They put their name above this really ornate centerpiece above the stage, which I thought was really cool. About half of the chairs in the auditorium, uh, they've got these old wooden auditorium chairs and about half of them are original and the other half were replaced in 2018 and you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. That's how much work they put into preserving the original style and feel of the building. Um, the only way you can tell them apart is they put little placards on the original chairs and dedicated them to former students who kicked in money to help with the renovations, which I thought, I mean, that's cool on so many levels, right? I mean, if you're a history geek like I am, just to be able to look and look at that name and then kind of do some research on the name and go, oh, wow, this person went on to, you know, work for uh, work for Boeing and help design jet engines, you know, and they grew up right here in Ogden in the 1950s. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that uh, like everybody's high school has those has those urban legends, right? So my high school, I went to Taylorsville, which not a whole lot of history there. It was built in 1984, but there's a gun range inside Taylorsville High School. What? So the third floor of the gym, uh, there's a rifle range for ROTC to use, and they use it in the summer. They used to use it for hunter safety courses. That's like such a Utah thing, right? You know, with the yeah. guns in school epidemic and everything. Uh, they're That's like, gun no, range. Well, I've got a rifle range in my school, man. That's how awesome we are on the West Side. Well, uh, what other, you mentioned you have a couple others from Ogden coming up. What other things are on your list or kind of your your big ones you want to do with so this series the, uh, the episodes that we're looking forward to you know i mentioned we did the uh the main the main street tunnels in ogden the union station out in the west desert we're going to a town called eosepa um which eosepa is a was a pacific islander enclave uh built in the early 1900s for people that came over from the philippines and from the hawaiian islands and uh, you know, the Polynesian area, and they had their own little city built out there uh, until Hawaii became a state. And basically, these guys would move to Utah, and they would help build mines, and they would help out in Bauer, and they helped build the state of Utah, essentially. And then when Hawaii became a state in the 1950s, they, they all moved out there, and the town was abandoned. Uh, most of Eosepa is gone, uh, save for a cemetery and a statue of, of Hawaiian King Kamehameha, um, which is still maintained by 
uh, by Hawaii natives that still go out there and take care of the cemetery. But the houses are all gone, but there's this remnants of the infrastructure. Uh, there's still streets that are covered in, in weeds and dirt and fire hydrants that kind of poke up throughout the desert where the city, where the town used to be. Um, and all the buildings are gone. Yeah. And so and it's kind of this cool thing that not a lot of people know about. So I have a gonna... picture. They, do they still have the sign there? Yeah, there's still a sign there. That's cool. Uh, it's really weathered. It's really, you know, weathered and, and not, you know, not very visible if you don't know exactly where you're going. So That's we're going to do Capitol cool. Theater. We're going to do uh, the Villa Theater is probably next on our on our shoot list. We've got an episode where we actually got footage inside the old mill up Big Cottonwood Canyon. That was a get for us. Uh, Warm Springs Pool is another one in Salt Lake, uh, which was the first indoor bathhouse in the Western U.S. Uh, and the building is condemned, but it's still there. That's the one that was the Children's Museum? It was, yeah. And that's oh, I love that you know where that is because when the gateway opened, they, they moved the Children's Museum, but a lot of the exhibits are still there and what? haven't been touched since the year 2000. You got to go in there? You, We haven't been in there yet. We're still working our way oh, in. Man. Uh, but the city can't tear it down because it's a landmark and nobody wants to put the money in to fix it. So it's just kind of a rotten tooth in the city right now. Awesome. You got some real fun stuff coming up. It's a, it's, it's a pet project for sure. It's something I'm really digging. And I'm, thankfully, people are watching it. So KSL, let me keep doing it. <laughs> nice. That's the key. Yeah, we're just going to have to continue to uh, piggyback off of you. Like you do the research and then we'll pretend. Like <laughs> hey man, you know what? I'd love to have you guys come with us on a shoot. You guys can do, do an episode while we're out sometime. Oh yeah. We would We'd love, love that. that. Um, so outside of your, your videos, you DJ at, uh, we already said one of 3.5. What, what time slot are you in right now? Uh, I'm on in the morning. So I start at five 30 and I'm on till about 11. So it's almost bedtime for you. Is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I don't sleep. That's, it's crazy for me right now because we, you know, Brandon's a millennial and obviously we're not, but it's crazy to turn on the arrow and hear Def Leppard and like, really? This is classic rock now. Right. Yeah, man, that's the old stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Funny, man, like classic rock, you know, when, when classic rock first became a format, when it was first a thing, it was anything that was older than 10 years. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, well, basically it's 60s, 70s, and, and 80s. Right. Cause you got, I mean, classic rock in high school, the 103.5, I think was around then it was like Led Zeppelin, the who, yeah, the door stuff like the door, stuff like that. And it's still on there too, right? Well, I oh, turned totally. on uh, yeah. like a lot of Zeppelin, a lot of the who. Oh yeah, absolutely. You still Pink do Floyd that. all the time. Yeah, that's still oh, classic totally. rock, but it's just weird hearing like Guns N' Roses and uh, Def Leppard and you're like Bon Jovi. That's now classic rock. <laughs> yeah. You, know, from... you know, it's funny. Some classic rock stations in the country are playing Chili Peppers and Pearl Jam and even Green Day. Nineties. If you remember, John, if you were listening to 94.1, the oldie station, it was like Dion and the Belmonts, Elvis Presley, like back right. when you were in high yeah. school. I turned it on the other day and they were playing Bare Naked Ladies. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> the Million Dollar well, Song. Hey man, BNL, that's, I mean, that's 25 years old. I know. It's uh, just hard to believe that. But it makes sense because that's what my dad listened to, you know, Dion stuff when, when I was in high school, you know, when he was a kid. But 
you know, I spent uh, I spent the majority of my radio career doing alternative rock, you know, so playing bands like Green Day and Linkin Park. I joked that, you know, when I moved from alternative to classic rock, everybody's like, oh, man, is that going to be is that going to be hard for you? And I'm like, listen, man, the only difference between classic rock and alternative rock nowadays is one of them knows that they're old. You know, because everything you hear on alternative rock stations is 20 years old, you know, Rage Against the Machine and Mm -hmm. Pearl Jam. And, you know, it's like that was all 20, 30 years ago, man. And it still rocks. Don't get me wrong. That's what I listen to. But the the rock format just doesn't have anything new anymore, which is kind of kind of sad. But, you know, good point. On that cliche of the guy who, you know, whose music interest peaked when he was, you know, just out of high school. Well, John, as we mentioned, you're getting close to your bedtime, so we don't want to keep any longer. But thanks so much for coming on and sharing in your experience with Ogden High School and all the other great things you've been doing with your channel. We're really digging it. So keep it up. Anytime, guys. Thanks for the support. Really appreciate it. The only thing I regret is that we didn't get a chance to go in and see it as well. We were in Ogden. We got to drive by a couple times. Yeah, we circled around the school, and that's the closest we got. And one thing we forgot to do as well is like take a picture at ah, the school. Yes. So you guys are well. We didn't. We didn't forget. We just when we were there, it was like school was out. And there was tons of kids around, and and we had uh, Matt was in the car with us, and he can't be within twenty five yards of a school. <laughs> <laughs> or a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh. So, did you say you had some, uh, there's actually reviews of Ogden High School? Yes, there are some reviews. Christian said, this school is by far the most least educated I have ever seen. Very rude and never win any sports. Okay. The most least educated school. Most least, most important. So he must have went to Ogden High School, (laughs) if that's his claim, (laughs) that they're not educated. Because they didn't do very well on teaching him the grammars. Uh, one person said it's pretty intimidating at night, just the way the lights are positioned in this clearly gothic-inspired price of, I think she meant piece of architecture. I keep expecting Dracula to come out. A little chilling. I've been told that the inside is stunning, though. And yeah, we also have been told that and seen some footage of how it's stunning inside just as much as it is on the outside. Yeah, well, it was really cool. Number one, that we didn't have to do much research. We just had to watch John's video. Oh, you love that. You just got to read the headline. I love the laziness of this episode. (laughs) And uh, hopefully John, uh, like I joked around with him, we we probably will plagiarize some of his videos and take his research and use it in future episodes for us. And hopefully have a collaboration at some point. That would be really cool too. Yeah, that would be awesome. John's a fun guy. He's rad. He's pretty rad. He's pretty rad. Um. But one thing I was kind of shocked to find out about Ogden High School is that how old it is. I had no idea that they just renovated it within the last decade. So it sounds like it's going to be there for a long time. I figured it was going to be something like all the other high schools eventually knocked down and rebuilt. But It better last, especially since they're keeping all the records there. And it's really, if you do watch this video, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised how nice it is inside. If you look at the build outside, you would think it's going to be real really old and run down inside but it's 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 pretty it's posh it's posh yeah except for the tunnels i guess but they're not letting students in there anyway so well it's almost uh three o'clock okay so I gotta get yeah to my let's fight. wrap this up i gotta get to my fight oh dude you're gonna be late gonna be he's gonna late. beat you he's, he's gonna, gonna beat you he's, extra hard he's gonna call me a chicken <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna call me yellow <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
What does Buster say? A chicken doesn't make that sound. <laughs> That's not the sound a chicken makes. <laughs> Uh, Three O'Clock High does have Jeffrey Camber in it, so um, the dad from Arrested Development, if you didn't understand that reference of the... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they do. They all do the wrong chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. There's always money in the banana stand. (laughs) Thanks for listening to This Is A Place podcast. See you next week. Mm